This is the Love Capacity Podcast. Let's go. Okay, hello. Welcome to the Love Capacity Podcast. It's your man, Stephen James Dixon. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Tamara Darasel. And let's start off by refreshing your memory uh, with the definition of love capacity. Stephen? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, love capacity is the measure of your ability to poop. Oh, I messed it up. Uh-huh. I used to be sharp. <laughs> I used to be on. Tamara, I used to be I was about to on. be depressed again. Okay, I was, try again. I, I got to get back. I got to get back. When I was on television, on radio every day, I used to be on point locked in. Okay, let's mm-hmm. try to get locked in. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. Love capacity is the measure of your ability to receive, provide, and be accountable for an unconditional, forgiving, profoundly tender, passionate affection toward another person. So please go to lovecapacity.com and take your love capacity quiz today. The quiz only takes about five minutes. And when you take the quiz, you will get a score, title, and a description. Once you receive your score, be sure to call into the Love Capacity Hotline and tell us what you think about your score and tell us a little bit about you as well. The number is 214-744-3685. So today we are talking about the Love Capacity Score 4, which means afraid. Stephen, can you give us a definition of afraid? I, I, I actually at one point had all of my definitions remembered, I mean, memorized and could just roll them. I used to be so on point, man. I got to get back. <laughs> you need to practice. Oh, so on point. Yes. So on point. So low capacity score four means afraid. The description for afraid is you are adamantly against taking any emotional risk. You're not only afraid to love, you are also afraid of being loved because of your fear of letting your guard down. In each of your past relationships, you purposely hold back or you believe that your partner is purposely holding back. To expand your love capacity, you have to learn from your relationship mistakes and trust that your mistakes will not be the same mistakes in the future. Okay. Some um, So say someone takes a quiz and they get a score and title and description and they disagree with it. They feel like the score is incorrect. They're not afraid. What do you do? First thing I do is I, I sit with them and I kind of review their relationship history and I want to understand um, you know, what's going on with them. Like what, what happened with them? Tell me about your history. Tell me. So you know what? Can we do that with Tamara? No, we probably shouldn't do that with Tamara. It's going to be crazy. The husband kill everybody. Shut the whole podcast down. <laughs> Uh, you know, and so and so and so really i just open. hear people he not worried uh, I about just, all that <laughs> I, I am I, i'm okay. trying to just respect respect everybody marriages in this joint because uh, <laughs> I, I i got i got almost legal approval for my stuff you know what i need the signed off document from uh oh, from Lord. a husband over there i need i need it notarized that uh what uh, man i bet it's something that we have to find out what a line is. That's what we have to do. Or maybe you've already had a conversation I don't know nothing about, so that's why you're comfortable. Yeah. But I'm always, yeah, I'm always careful. But um, yeah, the first thing I do is, re- is review um, the relationship history of a person. Uh, let them talk about, you know, what they failed at, what they've been bad at, uh, times they've been hurt, times they've stayed in relationships too long, times they've accepted mistreatment. You know, um, I also look for like times when they, or you know, had that rebound relationship. So... Okay, what is a rebound relationship? It's that relationship when when you're hurt 
And so, so say you have a long, let's just make up a whole relationship, right? So you have a, a person that is in a relationship for two years. Mm-hmm. You think you're looking toward marriage. You know, they've met the family. You spend a holiday together, all that kind of stuff. You start talking about what you want to do, where you want to live, where you want to, what do you want to do with your careers and things like that. And then abruptly it ends unexpectedly, you know, and it's heartbreak, something big, something happened. Like you were, you weren't prepared for the relationship to come to an end. So then in your next relationship, you know, are you now in a position where you're afraid to give everything you have in that relationship? And uh, the rebound relationship thing is really a phenomenon because sometimes it may not be the next relationship. It may be a relationship after that. You know, you never know when it is. It's it's when you reach that point in a relationship where you say to yourself, I do not want to give more to this relationship again. You know, I compare it to like a financial investment, right? So say I invested a thousand dollars with my homeboy over here and I lost it, right? Another homeboy may come over here and say, Hey, Steven, invest a hundred dollars with me. And I'm like, Oh, a hundred dollars, not a big deal. I give a hundred, right? And then another guy come and say, Hey, I got a thousand dollar investment. And I'm like, No, nah, I'm not, I'm not investing a thousand dollars again. So basically, your definition of rebound relationship is one that you're not willing to really invest in. Well, not that you're not willing to invest in. It's not exactly that simple. It is that you are in a relationship and you say to yourself, okay, I now remember last time I was hurt when I felt like this. Like they say, hey, let's go home with parents for the holiday. And you're like, no, nah, I don't want my I don't want my parents to meet anybody. You know what I'm saying? Or, yeah. or 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 when they say, you know what, I don't want my kids to meet. I'm not ready for my kids to meet you now. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. next relationship, they next relationship, they dating somebody for three years. And they're like, okay, last time I let somebody meet my kids after we had been dating for two years, then we broke up. So now I got to date them for four years before they meet my kids. You know what I'm saying? And not having the ability to discern if this relationship is different from last relationships, not not having the ability to discern if I am better equipped for this relationship That's or, you know, or just. Mm-hmm. So like everybody yeah, who's in a rebound relationship pr- should be scoring a four, basically, because you're, you're afraid. That's the whole point but, of the, the rebound relationship. Well, also too, the other thing about the love capacity quiz is sometimes you're going down and sometimes you're going up. Right. And so you could be you could be a per. And normally I think fours, I'd have to uh, look at some more research on that in terms of my data that I have collected. Um, Fours are normally someone that has already been hurt, already been confused, you know, already been damaged, abused and those types of things. And they're trying to figure out how to get over it. Right. And so and so and so so, and then there's a difference between being afraid and being scary to me, at least. Right. So so scary to me means I'm not doing nothing. I'm, I'm terrified. I'm not leaving the house. Right. Yeah. Afra- yeah. Afraid means I want to leave the house, but I don't know. I don't know what it's like out there. What is like what it feel like out there? You know what I'm saying? Afraid. Afraid is I put my toe in the water. Scary yeah. is I'm allergic to water. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like like <laughs> I'm never getting it. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's a really interesting concept. Like I I never really took a deep dive into why we have rebound relationships so much. Um, so that's pretty good. Okay. Yeah, one more one more comment on relate on rebounds mm-hmm. is that I think that's really in, in my in my humble but arrogant tone that you're <laughs> familiar with uh, <laughs> that, I could, that I could do at the same time uh, mm-hmm. effectively. I might add uh, oh, that's the only that's thing. That's the arrogance. That, <laughs> uh, I feel like the rebound thing is the only thing I really can't accurately tell you if you're in it or not. You know, because it's one of those things that you have to look backward. That's a at. good point. That is a good point, and a lot of times. It's only half of the person in a, a rebound. I mean, half of the relationship. 
Absolutely. Because what happens is I'm dating someone for two years. It's going well. It ends. Right. Mm-hmm. The next relationship now, see, the other thing about being in a rebound relationship is that now you want to be in a relationship. You're now a rebound. I mean, now you're a relationship dude, meaning like mm. I call you every day. We're dating. I know how to take you to nice restaurants. Mm. I know how to check on you, see how your day is going. I know how to celebrate your birthday or whatever. So I, I'm perfect in a relationship, but then it gets to where I have to invest in a relationship. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm cool with being on cruise control, but I'm not cool on investing. You know what I mean? Like that conversation when you have, when you say, oh, this is it might be a little bit too far. Uh, that conversation we have, like, 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 are we still using protection conversation? Oh, wow. Is that too real? You yeah, know what I'm saying? When that, that's that, that's kind of real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, a lot of cats that had that conversation. We like, okay, we still using protection. Should I continue with my birth control? Stuff like that. You're like, wait a minute. And then what happens is you say the fact that that person even said to me, should I stop using my birth control? I don't even want to be in a relationship. They in a whole different place. They in a whole different place. They think this thing is going way faster than I thought. And they're a great person. I just don't want to invest right now. Wow. Okay. So um, we don't have a caller this week, uh, but we have a letter from a man who scored a four. Um, I can go ahead and read the letter. And Stephen, you want to jump in whenever uh, you want to stop me or you want to have some commentary on something? Sounds good. Let's do it. Okay, cool. So the letter starts, hi, I took your love capacity quiz and scored a four, afraid. I am 17 years into a marriage with a wonderful woman that I raised six children with. We have three left at home, the others in college. My wife finally had it last week and we are currently separated while living in in the same home, hoping our children don't notice. Wow. Um, she finally addressed what I've known all along that I don't ever, that I don't ever feel love. As you could imagine, I had parents that were emotionally neglectful. I never realized this because they were quote unquote good parents that checked almost all of the boxes, but I don't ever remember them telling me they loved me or being physically affectionate ever. I too check all the boxes. I do the things with my wife all of the time, rub her back every night, go for walks with her all the time, communicate often and a lot. But at the end of the day, she knows the feeling, quote unquote, isn't there. She can cry and I can block her out completely. I don't make love. I have sex. I need to know if I'm capable of loving my wife or anyone for that matter. And I need to know if I should let her go, or if I can learn to feel love. I can't find your book, but I would like to purchase it if you think it would help. Can you tell me where I can find it? Isn't that heartbreaking? Like, do you, I know since you're reading it, like, can you feel like that's so heartbreaking to me? It is heartbreaking, um, especially when he's cognizant of um, that something is missing. I think it's good, though, that he knows. Um, right. It and, is heartbreaking. And- that's the key, right? And that's when I that's that is when I feel and and when you score afraid, a lot of times you're actually able to identify what your fear is, right? Mm. You you he 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 can see it right in his face when he says things like I don't ever feel love, right? Mm. Like and he and he's able to say I know that that's not right. Basically, he he knows that this is not good, and then he's trying to trace his steps and say, okay, why do I feel like this? 
because my parents are like this or like this. And then the other thing I said earlier about being able to go with the flow on cruise control, right? I can rub her back. We go for walks, all that kind of stuff. Yep. But when it really comes to giving your heart, right? So you know what? We could take a, a commercial break here and talk about love capacity, right? Because that's what this is. And so love capacity, again, is about how much capacity do you have to give, right? So it's like mm. if you have a jug of water, and how much water do you have in that jug that you're willing to share with someone else? That is your capacity. That's what you have to give. And so what he's saying is on a scale of one to 10, if I have 10 gallon, if I have a 10 gallon jug, I'm willing to give only four at all times, no matter what, no matter how, no matter what she does, I only can give you four. But is it I only am willing to give you four or I only have four to give? Correct. Good. I only have four to give. So you got a 10 gallon jug. You only got four gallons of water in it. There you go. And so, okay. some, people, and so some people get lost in it and thinking that I've given. So the other complexity about it is some people get lost in thinking that I've given you everything I had. I don't have anything else to give. And what I try to do is challenge mm. people to, to expand their capacity to love. So it's not good enough. Like I've had this argument with men who say to me, I didn't get loved as a kid. And they think that that's a, a kill statement. Like they dropped the mic on that one. Like I'm like, <laughs> tell her Steven, dude, like I was in love. So she needed to be happy with this four. That, yes, that yes. Because I, I gave her everything. Love. I gave her four. I gave her four. All I got is four. That's all I got. So therefore, mm. I gave her everything. She should be happy. And they dropped the mic like we're done here. Go ahead and fix her. I'll come back. And pick her up with <laughs> <all that. laughs> they just spat off. They just burnt yep. out. You know? Yep. <laughs> you know. And I'm like, no, dude. I don't. I don't. I don't look at anything that was brought into the marriage and say that whatever happened before the marriage that you can take, you know, and take that from what happened for the marriage and apply it to the marriage because marriage is a requirement that two become one. We all have to grow and change and evolve Amen. and get better. And so the fact that you were not loved, now that means that we just need to do the work to figure out love, right? So now you've acknowledged, okay, I don't know how to love. I don't know how to feel love. So yes, to the question, my brother, well, we said, am I capable of loving my wife or anyone for that matter? Absolutely, you're capable. You're always capable. Love is a gift. It is not science. It is not mm. like I have to go get a degree. You know, I have to be certified. It, it is you just letting your guard down. Uh, uh, finding out what 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 are you afraid of? You know, like you like you know, just come. We'll, I reached out to the brother. He did not respond yet. So hopefully, mm. I can talk to him. But yeah, yeah, you definitely. If you're listening to the podcast, one hundred percent. You can you can increase your capacity to love from four gallons to ten gallons, no problem. How? It is a step by step process. So first process is uh, getting him to understand that you have to want to get there, right? See, right now it's just asking a question. I can't do nothing with asking a question like, "Well, can I?" Yes, you can. Yeah. So now I need. So now, yeah. So now I need him to come over to. Okay, it's just in the same fashion that if I want to be in the NBA, I got to work out. Right. So I got to do pushups. I got to play basketball. I got to run. I got to build up my endurance. Right. So with love, what you got to do now is have conversations about what's going on in your heart. Right. What did you miss? Do you need hugs? Do you need to go back to your parents and and and, and build that bridge of forgiveness or healing and things like that or whatever, you know? And then I talk about forgiveness and healing. I say, OK, if you're broken, then healing is for you. And forgiveness is for them. Sometimes we get that confused. Like that's two separate, completely things. And you may have to say to yourself, self, I want to heal. 
And then you have to say to yourself, self, forgive them, right? And then know that forgiveness is not necessarily earned. It is a gift. Forgiveness is give, give, gift. So forgiveness is a gift that you give away. So give it away as, a, as, as just as God does for us. God just blesses us with forgiveness. Go bless somebody with forgiveness. Then you can heal. Then you can figure out what you got going on. And then we can start growing our capacity to love. So first you have to identify who that person is you're, you need to forgive. Which absolutely. It looks like it's his parents. Yes. I mean, absolutely. And it, and it may just be, and his parents So, say, for example, we go, we talk to the parents and um, we forgive the parents. That might just be one gallon. So now instead of a four, maybe you score five. You know what I'm saying? And now you got to do some additional work. Is it some girlfriends? Is it some relationships? Is it some misunderstandings about what love looks like? See, some of your love capacity is not just about your emotion. It's about your understanding of love. Like, do you believe that people should love you and you not love them in return? Like part of this email, I want to see, I, like she deserves to be loved. You see what I'm saying? Like, I want to see that part in the email. Mm. Like when he says, when he says, uh, I don't feel loved, I want him to be comma. And then she deserves to feel loved. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but I think, yeah, that that will move him out of a four. That will move I, him out of a four. Because I feel like it, it, this, this, even this letter is kind of lacking emotion. Yes, absolutely. He's a four. He's just, he's just stating the facts. I rub her feet, I rub her back. We go on walks, whatever. Um, we've been together 17 years. Uh, I raised six children with her. I mean, like he's, they're just going through the motions. Yeah, and it's lacking right? empathy for her. Right. It definitely lacks empathy. So, so, so when you, when you figure out how to be empathetic, you know, understanding that this is wrong, not just facts. Like he's just stating facts. Right. It also has to be wrong. Like I'm wrong here and she deserves better than this. Right. Boom. You've expanded your capacity because now you have a better understanding of what love looks like. Okay. So, um, I know you address a lot of this in your book. Um, and you, you know, you, we kind of been talking about this, but the brother was asking, when's the book coming out? I thought I was gonna get by without. <laughs> he need to know how he can get the book so he can get himself to a nine or a 10. Man, I got so many people that be in let me about, I've been talking about this book forever. Um, you know what? I'm definitely going to bring it out in February of 2021. You know, I might do pre-order early. You know what I was thinking actually the other day is, and you, you a book. Yeah. I think, you know, you make me get complicated when I do this. You, you did this. You did this. I'm like, um, we done five different thoughts. Yes. Yes. Uh, I was thinking about just doing an ebook instead of even going through the whole process of printing hardback. I'm going to do some research on that. Like are, are people really buying hardback books? When was the last time you bought a hardback book? So I'm not the right person to ask because I still actually love the feel of a book. I like, I like being curled up on a couch with a book. Um, so, and I still, you know, all my conspiracy theories, I feel like, you know, we all going to be blind at some point reading off of a phone, but anyway, <laughs> but I'm not the average person. I'm in a book club and this is kind of a, a dilemma that I have every month in our book club because now they're choosing books that aren't even available on hard, <laughs> a hard copy. So um, they're forcing me to ebooks, <laughs> but I that's think my, that's, that's general, my point. That's my that's point exactly right there. Right, uh, but how much are those books ranging in price? Are they all like nine ninety nine or something like that? 
Um, yeah, on, on Kindle, um, you could actually get like a subscription to Kindle, like $30 a month or whatever, or, or $10 a month or something. I don't know. But they, the, the individual books can be anywhere from three to $10 if you just buy them one at a time. But if you get a subscription somewhere, it's much cheaper. Yeah. See, and that's part of the reason why I haven't put out the book yet. Cause there's really no money in books. You know, True. like you said, $30, but, but $30 a month. But this about helping the people, right? Oh, I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> I'm gonna go back and edit that out. Yeah, this is about getting the people to vote. We might as well just uh just give it away for free, you know. <laughs> but really, the other thing I do too is uh, for anyone who wants to really sit down, uh, really the best way until the book comes out in February is to uh, go to my website and register for a coaching session with me. And what I do in the coaching sessions is I go through line by line your quiz and tell you what I'm looking for. Tell you and you tell me why you chose an option, uh, why you selected an answer for any one of the uh, quiz uh, questions, and we just go through it and we figure it out. I mean, like, and you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised how often people start off by saying, "Stephen, your quiz is wrong," and then by the time I walk them through their quiz scores, they're like, "Oh, okay, I think I can see it." But then, even then, after that, they still got to take some time to digest yeah. how they feel. And really, and really, when you tell someone about themselves, it's very difficult for them to say, okay, because you have people out there who think, like we talked about earlier with my guy who sent this letter, they, there's people out there who think that they're giving enough love. Like, this is enough. What I'm giving what is, is like, that's, and that's, and they think that because that's all they're comfortable giving, yep. right? You know, like, this is my level of love that I'm giving you. If I'm at, if I only got four gallons of love, then that's what I need to give you four gallons of love. And you need to figure out how to make that work. It's gotta be enough. Cause really you lucky you're getting this four. everybody else got two and a half. This is true. true. I didn't gave you everything. You need to be happy with that. I didn't gave you everything. So yeah. cool. So, so, uh, yeah, so make sure, you know, you take the quiz, go to the lovecapacity.com again, take the quiz, the number to leave your, your description of, um, your interaction, uh, your, you know, how you feel about your quiz, how you feel about your, your, uh, description, uh, that number for the hotline is 214-744-3685. Call in, use a fake name, fake city, whatever, but please include a brief summary of your relationship history, how successful you've been with love or how have you been unsuccessful? Are you married, divorced? What does your score mean to you and how do you feel about it? We would be humbled by your feedback and we really appreciate it on our podcast. Again, that number is 214-744-3685. Excellent. The Love Capacity Quiz podcast is available on all podcast platforms. Bye, y'all. You have been rocking with the Love Capacity Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can be automatically alerted when a new podcast is uploaded. Thanks for listening.